So it's not like a constant fear of mine or anything, but my kids are little and I don't, I'm trying to choose my words very carefully here, but I'm not like incredibly concerned or fearful of them being like bullied or messed with. And um, I guess there's a couple of things to talk about here, but one is I I don't think they, okay, so I I do think they're going to run into bullies at some point whether they're being bullied or maybe they are in turn accidentally being bullies. Now I'm trying to raise them in a way where they will identify what bullying is and they should be, they should not be doing it. You know, they should always be considerate of others and, and helpful. And, and of course the the problem is there is going to be other kids out there that maybe aren't raised right or you know whatever it is they're going through you never know what someone's going through and they may have attitudes or or in turns come off as aggressive or like bullies just straight you know just wanting to watch the world burn for no reason and if they run into that something in me that my wife and I are trying to raise our kids in is to teach them how to work with people like that to to help kids that are going through things and be considerate and be willing to lend a hand because sometimes that's all bullies need actually surprisingly it's just someone to show them like hey uh sounds like you're going through some stuff i'm here for you it's it's like you got to kind of make them feel vulnerable or understand that it's okay to be vulnerable the other thing though is uh they can't be doormats you know our kids we are raising them to be in a way that's like hey look if someone pushes you push them back i don't care you know um like you know like first firstly the option should be to avoid that at all costs and not you know not get involved but don't just completely cower either you know because like i said there's people who just want to watch the world burn just because and uh those some of those people have kids and they teach their kids that that's okay when it absolutely 100 percent is not but anyway so when it comes to bullies um like I said, I'm not too worried about it because part of me, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word embrace, but I guess we can say that I, 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 I'm, I'm a little openly like tolerable or accepting to the fact that hardships may come. And if they do, I know that hardships essentially um, make you stronger when you get through it and it's not that i'm like embracing or or calling on the hardships or trials for my kids but i know they can't just be spoiled their whole life you know there's going to be some things they have to go through and just learn on their own that well you know this happens sometimes it's that's how i experienced it it's it's how my wife experienced it that's how it's how that's how people learn how life is you know you just you gotta go through it sometimes Otherwise, you, you end up being incredibly naive and ignorant of, uh, of bad people. And, and you, you can end up in bad situations because of it. So anyway, um, I don't know if you were bullied when you were little. I know I technically was in like second grade. And that eventually led to a fist fight in fourth grade. That's right. It was like a two-year process. Now, um, in second grade... Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, that's right. So in second grade, what happened is I was good friends with one friend of mine. And then um, he eventually ended up being close friends with 
some other guy. I didn't know who this other guy was. We're going to name him Jay. And so he, he ended up being close with Jay. And I, I was pretty hurt by it. I was in second grade. And I was like, hey, I thought we were buddies. What's going on, man? You're hanging out with this other dude, Jay. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset about it, you know. And it, it's not that I was mad that they were hanging out. I was mad that I was neglected because of it. It's like, oh, you got this new friend. So now we can't be friends anymore. I don't understand that. So I'm in second grade, you know. So how old is that? Like six seven you know i'm a kid i'm a kid kid i'm a little kid so um anyway so that that was the start of it and then when we were in third grade um that guy that i wanted to be my friend became very close with this guy jay that i just could not get along with for some reason in fact um i remember jay picking on me in in third grade and i was like super hurt about it and they just like it was an added sting because it's like one in my eyes in my small-minded perspective you stole my my buddy and now you're picking on me you just add into the wound you know so in third grade i ended up hanging out with some bad kids because of it it's not my my friend's fault it was my own decision but i'm you know, like most people blaming a situation that says, if it wasn't for this, I would have never hung out with these bad kids. But I don't know. Regardless, I ended up with these bad kids and uh, they were bad. They were, they were bad. You know, they, 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 they introduced cussing to me, you know, something that I never did. And I uh, had a real filthy mouth in third grade. I, I started to pick on other kids, which is also something I never did. And I only did it because they were doing it, meaning I didn't feel comfortable doing that one on one. But if I was with them, it was like, it was like three of them, two or three of them, especially one guy, uh, he was popular in our third grade class because he was supposed to be in fifth grade. And that makes you popular. It's like, oh, you're older and you're hanging out with us because you're not very smart. Wow, that's like, you're cool. So that's, it's not that he wasn't very smart. He was just a bad kid. And you know what? He probably had a rough life. It's possible that something was going down with his family and, and we were seeing the product of that. But you don't think like that when you're a little kid. You don't understand that. So anyway... I was hanging out with these kids. Now, I don't know know them from scratch. I don't know their last name or nothing. So I'm going to be okay with using their real names. So uh, I think they're real names. Who knows? <laughs> these could be wrong altogether. But the three guys I remember was Russell, Matt, and Nick. Doesn't that sound like a, a, uh, like a bunch of bad kids? Like Russell, Matt, and Nick. That just sounds like bad kids. And then me, you know. And so... Uh, Anyway, I was hanging out with these three guys, and Matt was the older guy that was supposed to be in third or fifth grade. Uh, Nick was the cool guy; like he dressed nice, and by dressed nice, I mean like he dressed like a teenager. Like he he and this would have been in the '90s, so this meant he had like Jinko jeans and like oversized shirts, like button-up shirts. You know, like he looked like a, a mini gangster. And then um, Russell was just, he was just Russell. Russell was a mouth breather. You know what that is? The guy who breathes out of his mouth and kind of looks like he doesn't understand anything that's going around him all day. That's that's who Russell was. Uh, he was our comedic uh, relief. And then, you know, Matt was a tough guy. And then there was me who, who definitely did not fit into this batch. You know, I was a good kid. Like I was naturally a good kid and I looked like a good kid. This meant that I looked incredibly innocent and like like shy and timid and quiet and and I was just you know I had a like a a proper boy haircut you know like I I was like a just just snobby good kid I guess so um 
I was trying to hang out with this batch of guys and like I said I was cussing and I was doing bad stuff and then the worst thing I did um, was I put a a thumbtack one of the flathead ones on the chair of a girl's seat in our class and then when she went to go sit on it I freaked out my conscience my good kid conscience and innocence blurted out don't sit down and I flipped out and I, I went to the chair and I and I flipped her chair over and everyone the teacher was irate what's your problem and by this point you have to understand I've, I've been building a reputation of trying to be a bad kid so I've been you know making commotion in the class and becoming a class clown and just being a fool so by this point my teacher's done with me he's like what is it this time you know so he goes and he sees attack. It was pretty obvious what was going on, and and he was like, "Who put that there? Who put?" He didn't. He didn't actually think it was me at first because I was the one who flipped out, and so he wanted to blame the three: Russell, Matt, and Nick. Now these are bad kids, and Matt, being the worst of them, had no problem speaking up and saying it was Robert. Now he wasn't wrong, but at the same time, he he was he was absolutely trying to clear his name. Now this is a kid who would get upset at any other kid for snitching. Yet, when it came to clearing his name, he snitched real fast. Something to consider when you hear grown men saying, snitches get stitches and all this dumb stuff. Yeah, right. Get them in trouble and get what? Guess what? They're going to be the first one to speak up. Anyway, so so Matt did this, right? And I, I mean, by this point, man, my good, clean conscience was just full-blown like, yeah, it was me. You know, I mean, I, I, I couldn't deny it. I was like on the verge of tears from freaking out of the whole situation. Couldn't believe that I was going to let this girl sit down. So her and I went to the office because, you know, the teacher had no clue what was going on. He thought that we were just goofing off and being dumb kids. And she, she for some reason, was included. Matt got sent to the office as well. All three of us just because he opened his mouth. So there we are in the office. I am bawling. I am crying a whole bunch. I just can't believe it. I'm so overwhelmed with guilt and shame. And then, you know, being that my my parents are going to come to the office. At this point, my only other time I have been in the office was for for having a a literal uh, peeing contest in the boys' restroom. (laughs) Because they had, we had one of those horse trough urinals. You don't know what I'm talking about, but well, maybe you do. But there, it looked like a literal, like a horse trough, and it was this one long urinal. It was like on the wall, and you know, this is big. Like in the 80s and 90s, they had these in the in the, in the, the lesser uh, rich schools, the poor schools. So anyway, um, yeah, we were like went back as far as we could, and we were like like as high as we could to make the horse drop and some kid there were some kids some teacher came in and saw these two idiot kids <laughs> trying to have this contest so that was the first time i got sent to the office fairly innocent you know so this time not so much this time it was like man i i almost injured a girl in a, in a bad way like she could have bled and it, it could have been bad you know so anyway we're in the office and i'm crying she is totally chill about the situation. She's like laughing about it. Like, Robert, it's no big deal, man. Like, so what? You you try to pull a prank on me and you, you didn't, you weren't going to let me sit down. Like she, she knew the goodness in me and was like, you weren't going to let me sit down, you know, like it, it was harmless. But to me, it was like, 
nah man i was gonna let you sit down like i i chose not to just because the the good the good conscience in me rose up you know and then matt there is there and he's ticked he's ticked and he's ready to just snitch on everything i've ever done in that class you know and so and here's the guy i'm following you know anyway so the principal talks to all three of us gets the stories right and i remember the assistant uh principal i I remember the vice principal whatever i remember looking at this guy and thinking this is like the mexican version of richard nixon because of the way he talked it was very strange um he wore a suit i remember that he had a very straight face the entire time he talked i wasn't so i was terrified of this guy terrified absolutely terrified anyway um so when he talked to me he explained to me that you know matt got sent back to class he did nothing wrong and uh, i don't remember the girl's name starts with a d ah it was unique too i don't remember it but anyway she got sent back to class because she didn't do anything wrong and then i'm still there my parents were on the way to come pick me up (gasps) oh my gosh man i lost it i mean this this was it my parents were coming to the office now when they came for me having the peeing contest (laughs) uh yeah i got in trouble for that like big time you know like i i got in such deep trouble where it was like traumatic enough for me to be like i am never gonna try to have a peeing contest ever again in my entire life like they scared that peeing contest out of me so for this situation i can only i can't even imagine how intense this is gonna be like oh my gosh what is the discipline going to be like? So my mom shows up. I'm crying. I'm crying so much. As soon as she walks into the office, I just completely like a total mama's boy run right to her and just bury my face into her side. And I'm like, just crying. I'm just crying. Like, ah, I'm sorry, mom. I did it. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible person. Kill me now. You know, I'm just like, I couldn't believe it. And the principal's trying to calm me down. She's trying to calm And I am wailing. I don't care about any of them. I'm just like... I get it. I get it. You're going to crucify me and I'm ready for it. I'm not ready for it. I'm not. I'm just, I, I don't want to do it. I'm so scared. And uh, my mom is just super embarrassed and just takes me out of the office. She's like, oh, I'm going to take him home. He can't stand it. Blah, blah, blah. Principal barely got to explain what the whole situation was in person. He already explained it over the phone. So I was like, okay, I get it. This guy needs to go home. So I go home. I'm traumatized. I mean, I fall asleep in the car. I'm like all sick. I'm just like, I can't believe it. And uh, she decides not to tell my dad. So I don't know. She may have told my dad. Who knows? She, she probably did. But she told me she wasn't going to tell him. And that, that relieved me so much. That already made me feel like, oh, thank God. Thank you, Mom. You know? And uh, she again, I don't know if she did. But unfortunately, I wish I could say that that was the end of my bad boy days. But it wasn't. Um, I, I ended up getting a little worse and i was hiding uh reports from my from my parents like they would give me the report they would send me to the office and then i would take that and put it in my backpack and i, I just wouldn't show it to them and yeah it was bad man and so uh i eventually ended up getting crazy grounded at the school actually disciplined at the school because uh i threw rocks at some kids and um i ended up not being able to go to recess for the rest of the semester which as a little kid, that's everything. So these are my bullying days. Uh, it didn't last that long, actually. It was only in third grade. 
in fourth grade this is what broke the bully code in me the the bully in me got completely broken when i had class with the young man that i was talking about at the beginning of this whole story uh my buddy jay who was not my buddy this is someone that i despised at this point i had a lot of angst in me um i was no longer hanging out with russell matt and nick i was deciding i'm gonna go back to being a good kid and um my buddy jay and my other buddy who who left me for jay uh were both in this class with me and i'm like great you know i gotta deal with this me and jay picked on each other a lot and sometimes it was me just because i was tired of his face and i would just be a jerk to him and sometimes it was him because he was tired of me being tired of him and he would bully me now he had the upper hand this kid was athletic he was funny um i mean he was he just everything about him was better than me and i i was just annoyed and frustrated and i i I broke so easily around him i would like be already be almost in tears around this kid like i i was so angry when every time i was around this guy and it eventually exploded and me and jay eventually had we threw fisticuffs we we went to town on each other just beating each other up it wasn't that bad you know we're in fourth grade at this point i was probably eight years old seven or eight years old and uh, we knew nothing about fighting but I did learn that Jay had uh, four four older brothers. Yes, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he had four older brothers that wrestled with him all the time. So when we started to, to wrestle and beat each other up, he beat the junk out of me. <laughs> like, like, I had no chance. You know, I... I, I pushed him and tried to throw a wimpy slap and this kid was ready he was ready he was ready coming at me throwing fists and i i completely cowered i had no chance just threw myself to the ground and like went in the fetal position and he wasn't even trying to come after me so he would yell at me and then i would throw a kick or a punch or something dumb and then he would come at me again and and then i would try to hit him when he was like backing off and like <laughs> oh man it was so bad I was, I was i was learning that i was a dirty fighter and that he was a real fighter so like i said he was better than me at everything this traumatized me we went to the office both of our parents came in and in this situation you know what turned the this is interesting what turned the course for me is yeah we were both crying but he he was wailing so much worse than i was i was like whoa he is losing it what is going on like this is bad and then i learned that jay's mom was an english teacher and she raised five boys essentially on her own she was one tough cookie so when she came to pick him up he looked at me like his life was over like he gave me this ugly look like i can't believe you got me in trouble because my mom is going to discipline me like like it was almost like he was saying goodbye like i'm i'm gonna go die now and i i felt bad for him i was like my gosh you know and then uh my parents showed up and i was just kind of confused i went home um they were upset with me and uh, i was just kind of in a haze i fell asleep and i ended up sleeping all afternoon and evening and i woke up in the morning with a horrible fever I stressed myself out so badly that I didn't want to go to school. And I I gave myself a fever. I I, I made myself sick. It was pretty intense. 
and uh, my my mom was incredibly disturbed and like she couldn't believe it like how I had this horrible event with this this young boy and then myself like beating each other up and then I like made myself sick it was just insane um and so yeah I, I didn't go to school and Jay's mom took note of this so that night I just stayed in bed I stayed in bed played video games a little bit and then you know just kind of wallowed in my my self-pity and then uh that evening he showed up Jay showed up at my house with his mom they knocked on the door I'll always remember this this is like a a major major memory core memory in, in my life they I opened the door uh, well my parents did and he was there and uh, he was completely defeated I mean absolutely pathetic his face was just defeated and beat up and not not literally beat up but like I mean like he just looked so so like pathetic I don't know how else to put it he just looked sad like depressed so anyway he's there and he's holding onto a card he's incredibly cordial and polite but definitely sounds forced like he's just saying the right things with good manners but his face is saying he doesn't want to be there but his mom she's she's short she's like five foot nothing and she she's right there all up on him with her hands on her hips like go on go on tell him what you, you know and and she forced this kid to ask if he can come inside and my parents were there and she was there and she was very polite very very polite man she had very good manners she's very polite with my my parents and they called me and i go i sit down in the kitchen he sits down next to me there's his mom there's my parents and he gives me a card and i mean he was so defeated and i looked at it and it was a card i opened it up and it had some writing in there about him apologizing and he's sorry and it had like a little lollipop in there and uh he just said you know i want to be friends and uh, he's being forced to do all of this i am incredibly touched (laughs) i'm like so like wow like here's the guy that used to bully me who's now in my house and you would think i'd be jumping up and down like yeah that's right that's right in your face son like you know, like, you, you bullied me and it came around, karma, whatever you want to call it. You're getting yours. That's right. That's not how I was. I was so sad for this guy. I felt like, man, what did your mom do to you? You know, like, jeez. And, and I, 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 I didn't know how to respond. I, I was just kind of like, wow, like, thanks. And, okay, yeah, we, we can be friends. And then uh, my parents suggested maybe you should have a hangout with you. I was like, okay, you want to play video games? So we went in my room and we played Rampage, the sickest uh, multiplayer game at the time. That's that's a lie. That's a lie. I can't I can't get away with saying that. It was not the sickest multiplayer game, but it was a fun one. Anyway, um, he came in my room and we played video games. We barely talked. We just played games and barely said a word to each other, while my parents talked it out and about this whole situation. And um, she, his mom, offered me to come by at his house and, you know, see see what he's got there. I was like, sure. So I went over. My parents came over and we ended up becoming friends. He ended up being my best friend from fourth grade up until about graduation, um, when we graduated high school. 
And now there was some rocky areas in between like seventh grade up until uh, 10th grade or so because I, you know, I, was, I became a horrible person in that time frame. But from fourth grade on, I considered him my best friend. Like I saw this kid all the time. We hung, we were like brothers. And when he, we were so close that when he was getting in trouble, because he was a knucklehead, when he was getting in trouble from his mom, I remember him rushing into our, literally, like he didn't knock, he would run into our house because we were that tight. He would run, open the door, run into our house, hide underneath the, the table and be like, my mom's looking for me, don't tell her I'm here. <laughs> like, like it was it was wild man it was wild and then um and then i ended up getting real close with his brothers too and uh i i never had older brothers so man like wrestling with these guys like having fun and like i mean it was i never had that until i, I met him and his, his friends and so here's the thing we were we were bullies to each other and then we ended up being incredibly vulnerable with one another granted it was our parents so you know shout out to to my parents and his mom for doing for working that really his mom orchestrated the whole thing and i man i just can't she was a second mom to me and um whoa did not mean the thing doesn't get emotional for some reason i'm getting teary-eyed a little bit um she was amazing she was an amazing woman and she taught me uh so much because when my parents divorced um that was his life already he was already being raised by a single mom and so i was now being raised by my dad and and when i would go to their house i mean she treated me like i was her own and uh she was a great woman and i i mean i for for a long time during middle school and high school it's a it's a shame that i went down the path i did and you know just ended up you know, just giving my life to sin and being involved in such horrible things because I kind of lost that relationship. And this this tight-knit relationship came out of us bullying each other, you know. And in a weird way, that's why when I look at my kids, you know, I, I don't want them to be bullied. Of course not. But I know my parents didn't want me to be bullied either. But they would have never thought that what I went through and how this came to be started with us bullying each other. And then we became best friends. And during that time that we were best friends, like he taught me a lot, man. Like he 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 was a good kid. Like he had a heart of gold. And which is very, very intriguing because I myself felt like I was never like that. I felt like I wasn't naturally kind or a naturally good person, especially when I got involved in the deepest of sins and, and just getting involved in horrible, horrible things. I felt like I'm a bad person, just naturally. I look like a good kid, sound like a good kid. I can present myself like a good kid. I can smile and laugh and, and act like everything's okay. But I, I had a really dark side to me. And it was, it was I, I, part of me felt like everyone had that until I met people like, you know, Jay is what I'm calling him. And then it, it made me realize there there is like, naturally good people out there that are hiding behind being bullies because that's how he was he he was outwardly trying to be a bully when we became friends he didn't bully people anymore i never i never i didn't know him to be a bully like you know there's there's that type of like picking on each other and just having fun and being silly uh when it's mutual but 
at a time when I was younger, he he picked on people until we became friends, and all of a sudden, I that was gone. So that's something to consider when. Now it's hard as adults, as adults, especially with social media and everything going on today. You know, they're just oh man, people people just say they're ruthless. They're ruthless. They're just completely unforgiving, and this cancel culture thing is just like it's out out for for blood you know it's it's the the bullying is intense their cyber bullying is a thing and which is something i want to teach my kids and be like yeah the only way cyber bullying can be real is if you allow it to be cyber bullying shouldn't even exist but because people let words get to them they allow themselves to, to be hurt therefore cyber bullying is now a thing and then it's it's but it works the same way in person man if someone's giving you a hard time don't don't entertain it you know, just hold your own. Whether it doesn't have to be you talking back and talking trash, just be humble about the situation. Be like, so what? You got something to say? I'm not bothered by it. I'm not gonna let it bother me. You know. Now, if someone is taking action and they're like being physical and annoying, yeah, you got to do something. You do. You have to stand up for yourself. But behind every bully is some some tragic story, man. People that are acting up, like just acting a fool most of them have some kind of tragedy behind them and and it may not even be sometimes it's not even that tragic it could just be that they themselves couldn't handle what they went through and now we're seeing a product of them lashing out and that's why i mean if you did you know one of the greatest commandments in the bible is how you treat others is it's it's about loving others the way you love yourself and and that what it's saying is that that you should have self-respect and dignity and character and integrity and you should treat the fellow man the fellow person and your neighbor with respect and with dignity and, and and understand that your attitude can change theirs and like it's it's wild it's it's it really is very intriguing because it's how we treat one another that is going to help the community or whatever you want to call it is society as a whole so when we look at things and how horrible things are it's because people are being pushed so much that they're lashing out and you know you can't fix all of that with conversation you can't fix all you can't sit down and talk with everybody but the very least at the very least you can make a decision to say i'm not going to be a bully i'm not going to be like that and I'm going to be, uh, if anything, proactive in a, in a sense where I'm going to treat others with respect, you know. And it, it's, it's again, it's one thing to pick on each other and be silly and whatever. But it's it, that has, it should be mutual in that sense. you got to have tact and be able to read the room and read people if you're going to pick on people. You know, some people can't handle it. you got to be able to read that. and Because and, and, next thing you know, if you can't read that, now you're just being a bully, you know. So, anyway... Um, that was, that was like, man, I, I, I enjoy, it's a bittersweet feeling. Like I enjoy remembering some of these old, old stories, but then it also reminds me like, man, you know, don't talk to those people anymore, you know, and some things happened. And so that's life. But, oh man, that was, that felt good. (laughs) Feels good to not be a bully anymore and not be bullied. So anyway, food for thought.